Hello and welcome to another episode of SoccerCast Chicago. I'm your host, Alex Campbell, and I'm very excited to get to talk to today's guest live from Orlando, where the fire are holding preseason training camp. Fabian Herbers, welcome to SoccerCast Chicago. Thanks so much for taking the time. That's correct. Yeah, we're in Orlando. Uh, thank you so much for having me here on the show. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I see you wearing that soccer jersey from Germany. So uh, I feel like you adjusted, you know, to your guests today. So that's awesome. That's that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. a Bastian Schweinsteiger appropriately uh, jersey from the 2014 World Cup. So yeah, this felt this felt like the right the right choice for tonight. Um, so awesome. be- before we get to the soccer stuff, you also host a podcast now. Uh, you and a fellow German MLSer Julian Gressel of DC United re- recently launched the Soccer Podcast, which I love that name. I love the logo with the two of you guys wearing a Bavarian pretzel. Um, yeah. Why did you guys decide to do that? Uh, it was just a spontaneous idea. Um, I'm personally myself a huge podcast fan. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, not even uh, soccer related, mostly German podcasts, you know, on, on Spotify. So uh, every time I'm, I'm like cooking or I'm in the car driving to training or, or something like that, uh, I enjoy listening to podcasts. It's, it's just like calming. It's like, almost like meditation for myself. And uh, then Julian Gressel uh, from DC United, he reached out to me during the off season and he said, hey, do you wanna, have you, do you have any interest uh, in, in starting a podcast yourself? I said, I've never really considered it. I never really thought about it, but, but now that I give it some thought, I mean, why not? Like, I feel like we have so much time as soccer players and, uh, and I feel like it's a very interesting perspective for, for the fans to hear. Um, to hear the perspective of, of a soccer player, you know, um, I mean, it's always interesting, interesting as well to hear from journalists and, and experts, you know, of the game. But but I feel like if, if you hear from from players how certain situations are going, you know, on and off the field, uh, I think it's a very, very exciting perspective uh, for the neutral fan or even for Chicago Fire fans as well. You know, how 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 a guy on the field uh, sees certain situations. So. Um, so, yeah, we decided to, to give it a go. Um, and now we're like four, four or five episodes deep, and uh, yeah, we're having fun with it, and uh, no, it's going good so far. It definitely seems like it, and you guys have touched on, you know, what you've been up to this off season. You've talked CBA. We'll get into that later. You guys have talked about how you've met, kind of your origin story. What's kind of your guys' plan for the show? Are you guys going to be talking about, you know, goings on in MLS on the field, off it, you know, just more or less kind of bringing your guys' perspective to whatever the soccer news of the day is? What can uh, what can fans look forward to on the show? Yeah, obviously um, we try to cover yeah mostly MLS and, and American soccer. Uh, that's our tar- target audience um, because that's what's that's our daily business and that's what we're most involved at. And uh, yeah, that's what we're mostly experts at. And um, so yeah, we try to cover mostly that. But uh, here and there, you know, there's some funny stories that 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 happened to me or to Julian. Uh, we try to share those. And um, yeah, certainly international soccer as well. And, and, you know, cultural challenges as well for, for foreigners in, in the country. And um, yeah, we, we try to cover yeah, actual topics like that are, you know, very recent, you know, um, you know, it was like a Valentine's Day and I gave like a little Valentine's Day story, you know, that, that I experienced. And I feel like uh, no, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, to see what, what soccer players, because we're more than just soccer players, you know, we're human beings off the field. And, and it's, it's certainly interesting um, to, to hear from that, um, what, what we're up to when we're not on the field, you know, like actually exercising our sports. So 
um, yeah, several topics, uh, yeah, mainly MLS, uh, but also daily life and, and current news topics or whatever. I think this is pretty relevant to, I guess, daily life, current news. Um, you mentioned on one of the episodes of the podcast that you went back and spent some time back in Germany this offseason. I imagine you probably do that every year, but, you know, amid, you know, the ongoing pandemic and kind of the strangeness of the world at the moment, what was it like going back home this time? How was your family doing? And did it feel different or weirder or, you know, at all strange when you had to come back to the U.S. this time versus what it feels like to normally come back for preseason? Right. Um, yeah, during 2020, we all had our struggles and uh, my family wasn't able to, to come over to visit Chicago during that time, obviously. So I hadn't seen them for a whole year, which was usually never the case. Usually they come visit once or twice, you know, to Chicago and then then I go back for for the off season. But uh, yeah, I hadn't seen them. And yeah, I was just excited to go back. But then then I was there for two, three days and noticed that Germany was on a strict lockdown. I mean, I knew that they were in a lockdown. I didn't notice it uh, when I was back, but, uh, you know, and then, then you're just in a, yeah, living with your parents and uh, don't, don't have really all that much to do. The gyms are closed. Um, the bars are closed. You can't really hang out with friends. You were only allowed to meet with a friend from one other household. So you couldn't even meet up with a bunch of friend group groups uh, at the same time. And again, like bars and restaurants are closed. So, so you're, pretty much almost stuck with your, your parents at home, you know, and then, and then the weather's being bad, you know, in Germany in the winter, like not as bad as in Chicago, I guess, but, uh, but, but still very rainy, very cold. And, and there's really not that much to do. You can't even go out for, for a walk sometimes because it's, it's so, so like, yeah, doozy, gloomy, you know, gray <clears throat> and just kind of wet. So, um, no, but I did enjoy, yeah, seeing seeing my parents. Obviously, it was was a big factor. Uh, enjoyed the Christmas time there, but then um, I was honestly very excited to go back to Chicago, and I decided to come back early because in Chicago, at least, yeah, things were more open than it was in Germany. It was still kind of strict, um, so I decided to come to come back uh, January sixteenth. Like, I was back, and and preseason didn't didn't start till. Uh, so March 1st, so, so I was back one, one and a half months early, but that helped me, you know, try to, yeah, stay in shape. Uh, we were able to train, so I was glad to, to be able to do that in Chicago and, and just to, you know, get a haircut, get to eat out at the restaurant and then hang out with some friends, you know, that was, um, yeah, good. Yeah, slowly starting to feel a bit more normal. Hopefully, you know, lots more people seem to be getting vaccinated. Those numbers are looking good, and we'll talk, we'll touch on the end, I think, about you know, the possibility of fans coming back to Soldier Field. So as things have felt more normal, I mean, you've been plenty busy, though, off the field, you know, in addition to having more stuff to do. It's been a busy offseason for you. In addition to you started a podcast to travel. Um, you were also one of three fire players, if uh, listeners don't know, when it comes to the CBA negotiations, the collective bargaining agreement that was recently ratified. Um, every team sends three representatives. You were one of the three players on the fire involved in those discussions. Um, listeners probably know that MLS invoked force majeure, which voided the current CBA and, you know, for lack of, you know, a more in-depth explanation, basically restarted negotiations. Um, mm -hmm. I know you and Julian talked about this a little bit on the podcast. To be a player who is in the middle of all those conversations, what was that experience like for you as someone who's now very much a veteran, not only on the fire, who are a very young team, but in the league? 
Yeah, it was mentally very challenging because you you tend to get very frustrated, um, you know, with with the way the MLS negotiates. Um, you know, they came back with the first offer, or they came to us with the first offer, saying, "Hey, we we give you your salary," but then they wanted to extend the the CBA for essentially three more years. And you know, we as players, we think that COVID essentially you know, affects the league. I mean, it's clear that, uh, that the league lost a lot of money in 2020 and probably is going to lose a lot of money in 2021. We, we know that and, and the whole economy was struggling and, and everybody um, yeah, was struggling. Um, we as players as well, and we, we've gone through a lot as well, you know, going last year to Orlando to the bubble and, you know, and especially the Canadian teams having to play in the United States, not being able to see their families. And, you know, a lot of a lot of struggles were going on. So, you know, the league come to us and, and want to essentially extend the CBA for three more years, even though, yeah, essentially COVID only impacts maybe one and a half, maybe two years, um, if, if you see it realistically. And then that was kind of the main um, main talking points, what, what we couldn't or didn't seem to uh, be able to agree on, uh, the players and the league. But um, yeah, we came back with an offer and, and it's very hard to negotiate with a league that, that's not really willing to negotiate that much because every time we come back with an offer, they just strictly re reject it and, and tell us that either, either you take the deal that we gave you or, or we would threaten to lock you out. You know, that's, that's basically how the negotiation went. And then at the end of the day, um, you know, that's just very frustrating because you, you feel like you, you come together, you're trying to come together and you, yeah, trying to find a compromise what's best for the league and, you know, what's best for the players as well. But, uh, yeah, the league wasn't really uh, very much helping in that. And that was just, yeah, the frustrating part of that process. Uh, we had so many calls. It's like, a, I can't even count, you know, and sometimes it was like 10, 15 minutes uh, heads up, you know, like guys, we have another call in 15 minutes and you're like in the middle of grocery shopping or, or doing something. And uh, yeah, you just got to be available. And uh, yeah, but we, we try our best uh, to represent yeah the players uh, around the league and the players from the Chicago Fire. And at the end of the day, at least we could avoid a lockdown and uh, and yeah, we were able to play. But yeah. Um, that's that's the positive part that, that at least now we're you know we're in preseason we can look forward to a normal relatively normal season hopefully um hopefully with some fans at the end um or even like a little bit of uh yeah 20 percent capacity i think it was in chicago mm -hmm. now with, with the baseball so yeah we're just looking forward to that but um it was frustrating mentally very challenging and then and then some things that um, you see, you know, Cincinnati made a s signing uh, for 13 or $15 million. That, that's, for me personally, is very, very hard to comprehend how you, how the league can approach the players and saying how we're struggling so much um, economically, we have to cut like, you know, cut the, the budgets, you know, we have to push the CBA forward, you know, and, and then, and then just make signings like that. It's, it's just very contradictive. Um, so that was, yeah, a very frustrating part, you know, but uh, here we are. I'm, I'm all good now. Uh, we're playing. We're, we're, we're doing what we love. And, uh, yeah, let's play. Let's, let's get the season started and uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Looking forward to you guys being back out there. Quickly to clarify, I know you and Jonathan Borenstein are two of the three fire players. Who's the third on the bargaining uh -huh. committee for the team? 
the thing is we had actually four this time uh, just because uh, I don't know why, but I, I was kind of late uh, approaching them because I was I was flying during the time they determined it, but I wanted in as well. And they, they said, OK, it's with four. Uh, it's Bobby Shuttleworth and Wyatt Umsberg as well. So, OK, gotcha. So Bobby and Wyatt, the other two. So when you guys are having those conversations, particularly when the lockout is looming, you know, we've got a league of guys, some of who are from Europe and might not quite get the whole CBA players union, you know, structure, you've got a no guys who really haven't gone through this sort of thing before the, you know, the reporting was changing every day when the four of you guys are going back to the team and kind of keeping them updated, you know, especially with the lockout looming, what were those conversations like for you guys as you're just kind of waiting to know when you're going to be going back and if you're going to be going back? Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to tell them, uh, how lockout is like potentially possible, especially how yeah, like you say, some some are in, in Europe. There there's a time change of like seven eight hours sometimes with like Beric, Luca, and uh, and uh, Boris uh, Sikulic, for example. And then then there's a lot of Spanish guys that are down in South America that that don't even speak English that that well. And uh, you know, so we have to uh, you know send both messages in in. In Spanish and and in English, and even though it's it's hard to comprehend in English sometimes, you know we have to translate <laughs> for them, and hope, hope make sure that they understand, which probably not all of them do, to be honest, and most of them probably don't even care or don't even want to understand. But uh, I mean, we just try to, yeah, represent them in a way that's that's uh, you know in their best interest, and uh, we try to inform them, you know, in try to have group calls, try to have Zoom calls, um, even though it's hard to organize when, when, yeah, in, when, when you organize a Zoom call in the, in the afternoon in the United States, it's, it's 11, uh, 11 p.m. In, in, in Europe, you know? So, so it, was, it was hard to organize, but um, I think we did the best we could to, to keep them updated, to inform them and uh, to, yeah, to, yeah, really, reach out to them um, how, how lockout would be possible and how to prepare for that. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, we got a deal done and I feel like everybody's happy with that as of now, at least. Good to hear for now. And like, uh, like I said, we're looking forward to seeing you guys back out on the field. Let's, let's talk some 2021 now. Um, I know I asked you about this during fire media week, but was hoping we could get a little more in depth here. You're one of the guys who was on the fire in 2019 you didn't know what role you were going to be playing under Rafa Wicky when he came in as the new coach, um, you know, and throwing in the pandemic and everything else, there was so much change and kind of some chaos at the start of 2020. Now that you guys are a little bit into preseason, you've had one preseason friendly already. How do you personally feel this year compared to last year? And what do you think the vibe of the team is right now compared to where it was a year ago? Yeah, it felt like last year there was a very, uh, yeah, very, very high turnover with, you know, a lot of the coaching staff changes and a lot of the players were changing as well. So it felt like a completely new group of players um, that you that you were essentially playing with. Um, so right now coming in in 2021, uh, the team didn't change all that much. Uh, the staff is still the same. So it feels a lot more familiar and I feel like we're we're starting yeah more advanced you know we're we know each other we know what what the coaches want from us uh, and and i think um it, it doesn't take that much time to integrate just the three players you know so 
So I think like we're we're further ahead right now than we were last year at that that point uh, that stage in, in preseason, <clears throat> and um, I think that helps us to to connect on the field. Uh, everybody knows their roles. You know, you don't have to adjust to completely new players to see what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. It always takes like four or five games to see uh, what what new players are capable of and, and what they like. If they like the ball in the feet, in the foot, or if they you know rather make a run. If if they're comfortable on the ball or if, if you, you know, rather give it to them when they have more time and space. Um, so, you know, all those little details on the field um, matter. And I feel like at this point, we're, we're way further ahead. And I think, uh, yeah, we were off to a good start against NYCFC. You could see some some of the clues, you know, the, the pressing cues that were clicking. Uh, we had a good, we had one one good goal from, from uh, yeah, pressing where, where Nacho uh, got the ball. Uh, pressured really well and got the ball in the midfield, uh, forced a turnover, and then eventually made the assist to, to Robert Berridge. And then then the second half goal was uh, was basically a build up from the keeper, you know, which was a yeah almost yeah a very beautiful goal uh, for for the first preseason um, uh, game. So uh, I think in parts you could see that against NYCFC that that were more yeah unity on the field, and we know what what we're about and we know this, our strengths and weaknesses and, and we can, yeah, that helps us to, to, yeah, play against the opponent. So a two one win for you guys in that first preseason friendly, you've got two more down there in Orlando with Philly and Cincinnati coming up beyond, you know, just learning familiarity, getting back in game shape. What are you hoping to get out of these matches and what do you guys as a group want to get out of this, these, these games as you build up toward the regular season? Yeah, obviously you you want to win. You know, when you when you're on the field, you want to win. But uh, I mean, that's not the first uh, um, yeah objective here. I mean, you want to gain the the game fitness. You know, it was I feel like pretty much everybody played 45 minutes the other day. Uh, and yeah, you wanna you wanna get your min- minutes in, and you wanna. I feel like it helps Rafa more. You know, to to evaluate who's ready and and who he, to see who he can trust. You know, um, to find his starting eleven. Um, and and you know, to figure that out for, for the first official game at home at, at Soldier Field. So, yeah, out of these games, you know, you play mostly MLS competition. So, so it's good, you know, to gain game fitness, maybe to try some guys on, on different positions even and and to integrate the new guys as well with, with Ofor, uh, Stanislav and, and John Espinosa, um, you know, to see how they fit in and then to integrate them into the team. You mentioned John Espinosa there. He's one of... A- a lot of guys who fall, he falls into both categories. You've got a lot of young guys in this camp with you guys. You've got a lot of new players, <clears throat> excuse me, in camp with you guys. What stood out to you so far? Has anybody really, really impressed? What have you noticed about any of these guys who you're working with for the first time, whether it's younger fire guys or some of the new signings? Yeah, I mean, the younger fire guys, they were they were there already last year, so, so we're, we're used to them. Um, they're all very talented, you know, young guys. Um, some might still need some time, some... Some might get some playing time even even this year already. I think Gutierrez uh, got some playing time even last year. He made his debut, um, you know. And and then yeah, the new guys, they're all they all fit in really well into the group. They're they're good human beings. First of all, you know that's always important that you know you don't you don't have an ego because we're a team that that comes you know with uh, yeah that our strength is is the collectiveness you know we have to work all together we have to work hard on the field 
And I think that's the that's what the fans want to see that that we fight on the field and that we leave everything out there. And I think John, Stanislav, and all four they uh, they, they they fit really well into that. And uh, and yeah, they've 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 showed some some good good actions. I know Stanislav didn't didn't play the the first game. He had a little injury, but in training he's he's been looking sharp. Uh, same with all four. Same with uh, John. I think. Um, that they fit in really well, and and I think um, the fans can be excited to to see them. Speaking of fans seeing you guys, it's kind of fitting we're doing this interview tonight. We're exactly one month out from the season opener at Soldier Field. Um, you know, in about thirty five minutes from right now, it will be thirty days exactly until mm-hmm. opening kickoff. And um, you know, you mentioned we've heard that there's going to be twenty percent for baseball games. We're hoping that continues over to the fire. Between having fans back in the stands, being back in Chicago, and you know, just playing more, playing meaningful soccer again, and soccer that counts, back at home, how much are you guys as a group and you personally looking forward to that, to being back and hopefully having people there to see it? I mean, it it will be an incredible feeling. I feel like all of us really miss it. Uh, we've missed soccer uh, all off season, but especially you know, twenty twenty without without fans it, it was not the same it was you know you were playing but and you knew the fans were watching and they were excited to see you and excited to see you in in, in soldier field and they were in front of the streams but um it's not the same in this the feeling is not the same in the stadium um you you get this kind of uh excitement you know when you walk out there when when the fans are there you know you, you walk through the tunnel and, and you already hear them you hear them chanting and you know, just this whole atmosphere is just missing. You know, you just walk onto the field and nobody's there. It seems like nobody cares, even they, even though they do. But but the the, the game they feel is a completely different one when when the fans are there. And and I feel like I can speak for everybody that we're yeah so pumped that um, that hopefully um, yeah soon we we can play in front of them again. Um, yeah, I don't know what the exact rules are. Hopefully, twenty percent capacity that that would be good already at Soldier Field. You know, it would be I don't know fifteen thousand ish, mm-hmm. maybe, which which is already quite quite a good amount, I think. And yeah, we're we're excited to to see the fans again. And uh, yeah, we just want to yeah have a good season and and make the playoffs and and eventually give them an, an MLS Cup. You know, that's the ultimate goal. So. Um, so, yeah, just super excited uh, to hopefully see the fans win again. Well, I like the sound of that, and I'm, I'm sure fans do too. I know fam, fans are super pumped to be back in Soldier Field with you guys, to see you guys play. And Fabian Herbers, thanks so much for taking this time from down in Orlando after a long day of training out in the heat down there. Uh, good luck the rest of this preseason. I know fans can't wait to see you guys back, and I know everyone you know at the club and around the club is looking forward to see seeing what you guys can do this year. I think it's going to be a really exciting year and, you know, one month away and, it, you know, looking forward to it and very excited for what's to come. I agree. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Fabi. Have a good rest of your night and, uh, yeah, get, get some rest. I'm sure you guys are right back at it tomorrow. Will do. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.